you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Explained is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to NFL Explained, a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Upwork is the world's work marketplace. Empower your business and hire the world's most in-demand developers, designers, project managers, and more at www.upwork.com. Everyone, I'm Aditi Kinkabala, joined as always by the fabulous Mike Yam, and we are here for NFL Explained. By the way, I love when you call me fabulous, and I did catch it on NFL Now the other day when you were promoting the podcast. It did make me smile. Well, Aditi, this week, we are all about the trade deadline. We are knocking on the door for, I think, a time of the season that gives anxiety to some players, uh, maybe more so in other sports, but certainly in the NFL, when you think there's a chance you could be on the move. There's some upheaval in your personal life. Which, you know what, is a great segue to this, Mike. You know that I love trivia. Yeah. What do Doug Flutie, Carson Palmer, and Jimmy Garoppolo all have in common? You know, normally you ask questions and I don't know the answer when I hear the trivia music time. I know this one. Quarterbacks. Here we go. <laughs> Quarterbacks <laughs> who? hanging fruit. <laughs> Quarterbacks who were... Uh, on the move. We'll keep with the theme of today's show. Quarterbacks who are no longer with their teams and they've been shipped out of town. 
Yeah, trade deadline. Exactly. They were all traded on the NFL's trade deadline. You know, Mike, there is just a lot more to learn about trades and trades in general and why the NFL treats the whole trade deadline differently than perhaps the NBA or Major League Baseball. So I think this is a really good opportunity to dive into that as fans think about the makeup of their team's rosters. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Not to mention, I think getting the perspective from someone who's been traded is a is unique. I actually reached out to a couple buddies that played in the league and none of them were actually traded, which also speaks to sometimes the lack of movement that the NFL has, which we'll get to. But Vernon Davis is going to be stopping by a little bit later in this show. Certainly pumped to to hear your conversation Aditi, with him. But as you made reference to trade deadline coming the Tuesday after week number eight. So this season, 4 p.m. Eastern time, November 2nd this year. And I think there's actually a lot of different ways we can dissect this. But the first question is like, why even have a trade deadline? I think understanding trades is one thing, but Aditi, why even bother? Well, first of all, the NFL is indeed a deadline league. People like having deadlines, A. B. Really? Well, yes. people need I mean, deadlines. I don't happened. know if anyone they likes need, them. Okay, so. that's it. You know what, Mike? That's a much better way to phrase it. People do need deadlines, and the NFL is certainly a league that needs deadlines. Two, I think the timing of this deadline is tremendously notable. You know, it used to be week six. It was moved back to week eight, starting in 2012. But even though there is a movement, there are agents that wish that trade deadline would be moved back even further, I don't necessarily see that happening. And I'll give you a few reasons. Number one, the NFL loves the idea of competitive balance and parity. And the trade deadline being where it is effectively prevents teams that are winning from stacking their rosters as the playoffs get closer. The flip side to that is it prevents teams that are sitting at whatever, one in six from having a fire sale. And did I do the math on that right? No, I didn't. It would have to be one in seven, unless the one in six team was on a buy. Then it would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make the numbers work either way. Well, I agree. Well, and we'll get to that because yeah. we will have to talk about making the cap numbers work. But in any case, when you think about the competitive balance here, the way the NFL does its schedule is obviously you play your division mates and then you're matched up against another division out of the conference. So let's pretend, Mike, that I'm an AFC North team and this year I have to play the NFC East and I end up playing the Eagles and the Giants in September and October. But let's say you, another AFC North team, play the Eagles and the Giants in December when both of them are already out of it and both of them have basically gotten rid of all their great players, well, then I'm not playing the same type of team that you are playing. And that's not particularly fair. I think it's a really good point. And I think the reality is that competitive balance is a really important distinction to Didi because the NFL has done a tremendous job. Look no further than this season. I mean, every single Sunday or Thursday or Monday, we're getting results with these razor thin advantages and edges. You know, that that old cliche, you know, the game's a battle of inches. Well, in a lot of ways, it's kind of proved to be that way. So it is really important to try to maintain that competitive balance. I think it's also notable to say, you know, you talked about this before, that we don't necessarily see the same number of trades in the NFL that we do maybe in baseball. So 
let's get into why that is. Yeah. Do you have give me give me one idea? There's multiple reasons, but go ahead and throw one at me. Look, the the biggest one you got to say is this hard salary cap and this idea of limiting the amount of dollars that you can allocate for your team. And it is different. You know, I spent a long time in my career covering the NBA. You don't necessarily have to worry about that. If you got a team owner that's got some deep pockets, you know, that soft cap is something that is okay as long as your team owner is willing to pay a luxury tax at the end of the season. And then, of course, you got a league like Major League Baseball where you can get these mammoth mega deals and not have to worry about it because baseball doesn't have a salary cap. So the trade deadline as a whole is just less busy just because of the restraints that NFL teams have. And managing that cap is a very hard mathematical equation that needs to be put into place. You know, Mike, you say that and it's very interesting who you talk to because I actually talked to an agent who has been a part of a lot of negotiations over the last few years leading up to the trade deadline, after, off-season, whatever. And he kind of poo-pooed this idea. And he said, if you want to make the math work, you can make the math work. It's kind of like what we saw in the movie Draft Day. But... <laughs> On the flip side, I talked to a team executive who's really in charge of managing his team's cap. And he was saying that there are not a lot of teams that have flexibility, especially when you're looking for somebody who's a high-priced player. Look at what just happened a couple of weeks ago, Mike, with a former Defensive Player of the Year in Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. How many teams could maneuver things to have the cap room to acquire a player of that caliber with a salary like that. Not that many. And so the Panthers were indeed able to make that happen. But I don't know how many other potential suitors there would have been who could have done that. It's a great call. And, you know, I just remember even being here in the San Francisco Bay Area, heading down to Levi's Stadium before the season had started. And there was obviously this big back and forth among fans. Hey, is it Trey Lance? Is it Jimmy G? What are you supposed to do? Hey, we should go and trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, the reality is, you know, at the beginning of the season, as you made reference to Aditi, there's not many teams that have the room to take on a salary cap hit. And if I'm not mistaken, it's like well into like the mid 20 millions is what Jimmy G would bring to the table. So, you know, there's not a line of teams that you can say, oh, okay, let's just make this work. And because it's the quarterback position and Daniel Jeremiah, I think, does a great job on NFL Network when he's evaluating uh, not only players, but talking about sometimes the cap hit that some of these players will uh, will cost their teams and they value at certain positions. Now, the quarterback, we know, is the most important position on the field. That position is going to allocate a larger number. So when you're plugging in playing and trying to build your roster, you're going to allocate according to position in a lot of ways. And some of those spots just have higher value. But you know what? It's not only the cap. It's also that there's no like huge feeding system. Sure. You know, if you're if one quarterback goes down, what are you doing, basically? So think about it. If let's pretend we're playing baseball, Mike, and you are my first baseman okay. and I may really like you at first base, but I've got two unbelievable star first base prospects in my farm system. Well, I don't need three great first basemen, so I may as well move you in the NFL. Your 53 is kind of your 53. There's not necessarily a feeding ground like that. There's not necessarily a place to plug somebody in. And you never know what can happen on the injury front. I'm thinking about before this season, the Pittsburgh Steelers, James Washington, seemed to be a receiver who was sort of an odd man out, a tremendously talented player, especially down the field. But with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster, 
you know, James Washington just felt like there weren't a lot of snaps to be had. And he or his representation approached the Steelers about a trade. The Steelers didn't want to do it. And then lo and behold, Juju Smith-Schuster gets hurt and is lost for the year. The Steelers need James Washington. Had they moved on from him, then where would they be? Aditi, to be clear, you're not going to trade me. I'm a locker room guy. Not only do I put up historic numbers every single season and I'm always in that MVP conversation, I'm good in the locker room. Oh, come on now, Mike. Don't you know that anybody is tradable? I knew a coach who once said that he'd consider trading his wife if he could get two first round picks. (laughs) Sounds like the happiest of marriages, by the way, when I hear something like that. Although two first rounders is sort of a king's ransom there. We know how Especially valuable. if you're throwing in Aaron Rodgers, right? If it's Aaron Rodgers and two first rounders, well then. <laughs> uh, then maybe it is something that you need to consider. Uh, you know, Aditi, the one thing that's I think we've done a pretty good job of on this podcast is give people answers. And there's one question that we can't answer. With the trade deadline basically a week away, who's on the move? We don't know who that player or players. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. ...are going to be, but when we come back, we'll give you a sense of some of the big name guys as we go down memory lane who were shipped, and maybe it was a surprise to not only those players, but those fan bases. And Aditi, your conversation with a guy who was traded in Vernon Davis from the Niners to the Broncos... It actually ended up not being the worst thing in the world because he's got some bling on his hand because of it. But can't wait to hear some of the things that he had to tell you. I don't know if he was necessarily happy or sad about it. We'll get into it with him, how he found out, if he even suspected it, and whether he did the happy dance or if all he could think about was, crap, I have to pack up all my stuff now because we all know moving is such a pain. No one likes to move. Build the team that will build your business. With Upwork, you can find top developers, designers, project managers, and more who can start today so your business can succeed tomorrow. Hire at home or in 180 countries around the world to find the right talent for whatever your business needs. Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at www.upwork.com. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places so you can do more. 
With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, that's faster than your morning coffee run. Lights, camera, coffee. And while you're at it, go on and download a whole series in minutes or a new song in seconds. A one, a two, a one, two. Oh, it's done? Stock up on all that entertainment and sure, you can download work files faster too if you have to. So you can quickly get back to all these great movies, shows, and songs you've just gotten your hands on. Verizon 5G Ultra Wideband is now in more and more places. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G Ultra Wideband available in select areas. Most reliable based on rankings from the RootMetrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Mike Yaman and Dita Kinkawalo back with you here on the NFL Explained podcast. Some big name players when they were shipped out of town. It's something that has happened. Aditi, we'll get to that in just a second here. But I think as we were trying to explain why you don't necessarily see a ton of trades around the trade deadline in the NFL compared to some other sports. Bill Belichick, a couple of years ago, back in 2013, actually gave some really good context as to why that is. Well, we brought up baseball before, right? In the comparison that there's not necessarily a feeding system, the cap is not hard like that. Belichick actually talked about getting a player up to speed. So listen to this. This is what he said. It's so hard to get a guy ready in a short amount of time. I don't know that much about baseball, but maybe you take a third baseman on this team and put him at third base on the other team and let him hit. How much is there involved in that? I'm sure there's some, but it's not like playing left guard and having 20 different protections and two dozen running plays and a dozen different defenses you have to block on every week. It's a lot more involved. I have to say really quickly, are you surprised that Belichick is making football sound way more intellectual and smarter (laughs) than baseball? Uh, No, but I think he is on to something with his observation there, at least when it comes to baseball. I think you can make an argument even on the basketball side of DD. I think that that's very fair, true. And that's why you may see a veteran player more likely to be traded at the trade deadline, someone who could get up to speed a little bit more quickly. But ultimately, Mike, it is very, very hard in football for one player to be the absolute difference maker Unlike in basketball, if we're talking about the NBA right now, one guy in your starting five can make an enormous difference. One guy in your starting 22 in the NFL is not necessarily completely changing the way you play. Could not agree with you more. Talk about this all the time. In the NBA, one single player really can be the difference. And while you can make an argument, you got the quarterback, you got a chance to win in the NFL, there are a lot of moving parts, especially in front. I mean, if an offensive line can't get it done or, you know, from a defensive perspective, you can't get enough pressure on your opposing quarterback. Like, there's a lot of moving parts. The NBA, that one-on-one isolation game sometimes can put you over the top. But all of these factors aside, you know, Didi, we actually have had notable trades for big name players around the deadline. And I do want to throw out a couple of those players. Leonard Williams, speaking of defense, is one of those guys who, remember, was the sixth overall pick back in 2015 and a couple years ago in 2019, traded from the Jets to the Giants. Now, the good thing for him, and you made reference to it when we were teasing Vernon Davis, packing is never fun. Uh, didn't necessarily have to pack, uh, I don't think, to to move too far if you are Leonard Williams from that perspective. Uh, Golden Tate, the wide receiver. 
Remember, he was, at the time, the leading receiver on that football team. Goes from the Lions to the Eagles back in 2018. Jimmy Garoppolo, I know we've made reference to him a couple times in this show. And Bill Belichick, Patriots to the Niners in exchange for a second rounder. So, Aditi, you're seeing some of these names of some players who have actually had a pretty good impact on their respective teams post that trade. Like Carson Palmer, when he moved from the Bengals to the Raiders, still for first and second round picks, right? Roy Williams, the wide receiver, you know, Lions to the Cowboys. You know, you think about the impact that some of these guys are able to put together. Well, you think about the extra guys, too, the ancillary guys. Oh, yeah. So you're talking about major mega trades. What about the Herschel Walker trade? That was point. back in 1989. Yeah. He went from the Cowboys to the Vikings. They were 18 players along with draft picks involved in that. So think if you're like the third string tight end and you're just showing up to do your job and play special teams and all of a sudden you're telling your wife, oh, we got to pack up and we're leaving all of a sudden. And you're just like, I didn't even know anybody on any team knew that I existed. <laughs> you know, and it's that's across the board, right? In every single sport, when you're trying to make some of those numbers work, when you're having that conversation with, you know, I don't know whether it's agents or other players around that time, the life stuff that gets involved, how difficult has, is there like any perspective that you got from any of that group about just how difficult it is to be on the move when you're not necessarily like the star player in a trade? Actually, Mike, this is really funny. This is reminding me of earlier this year. And again, I'm sticking with <laughs> I'm sticking with the AFC North here, but Joe Schobert, who was a linebacker with the Browns for a long time and then was playing down in Jacksonville, was traded to the Steelers just before the start of the season. And his wife, Megan, they have a young child. Uh, they have a baby. And Megan took to Twitter or TikTok or somewhere on social media and basically made a joke of being traded after they had just bought their first house together with a baby while her husband was already gone to his new team. So she had to pack up her house, manage the child, figure out where they were moving, do the whole entire thing by herself. And she basically made this joke like the NFL does this and they're not sending me wine. And then a few weeks later, she tweets a picture of herself with like a case of wine or, a, you know, six bottles of wine. And she goes, thank you, Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess somebody from the Steelers decided to take pity on her and send her reinforcements. Those are the best reinforcements you could possibly have. That'll get you through some rough packing moments for Seriously. sure. And some <laughs> tense moments as things are trying to get loaded out onto that truck. Well, for sure. But you know what I think would be super, super interesting is the trades that almost happened at the trade deadline yeah. and then didn't. And I bring that up because I have a friend, Peter Schaefer, who is one of the smartest, most accomplished NFL agents and has been at this game for a long time in the NFL. And I was picking his brain a little bit about some of his best stories. And actually, one of his best stories is about our good friend, Joe Thomas. As we oh, all know, Joe oh, yeah. Thomas, a likely future Hall of Famer, played his entire career in Cleveland. Joe felt very strongly about the organization and the city and felt loyalty to the Browns. Although considering how much losing he did and how many quarterbacks he had to play with, one questions why he did, but he did. <laughs> and so he would never actively seek a trade and he didn't want anybody to know that he wanted to be traded. But there came a time when he and his agent had a conversation and he 
heard that there was some potential interest out there for him, or there was always interest, but that maybe the Browns would be willing to move him at the right price. And so Joe said, well, I don't actively want to trade. I don't actively want to go. But, you know, if you want to see what's out there, there are certain places that I could potentially listen to. So let's fast forward. And the Denver Broncos, same year that Vernon Davis was traded at the trade deadline. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. John Elway was kind of a mover and shaker that year in 2015. And so the Denver Broncos and the Cleveland Browns and Joe Thomas's agent all sort of had these conversations about whether Joe Thomas should go to Denver. And, you know, Peter Schaefer told me that these conversations started maybe a week before the deadline. As they got closer to the deadline, both teams were a little bit more willing to give. And, you know, Joe was, again, like very adamant. I'm not looking to be traded. But if this is the best thing for all sides, Denver would work for him. And so it almost got done. And then it ultimately didn't. And Peter didn't even, he doesn't even remember what exactly blew up the whole thing. But they worked right to the wire, couldn't get a deal done. And I was just stunned at the idea of Joe Thomas potentially going to Denver, protecting Peyton Manning's blindside and winning a Super Bowl, which would be a completely different identity than Joe Thomas, who spent his entire career with a Browns team that was just kind of lovable losers. Yeah. it's You know, it's wild, too, because you think about a legacy that a player has when they spend their entire career in one spot, and you see right. that more often than not in the NFL. And I think in other sports, there's somewhat of a jealousy from some of the other players that don't always get to do those types of things. Like, you know, you think about, you know, Dirk, for example, in a Dallas Mavericks uniform for a long period of time, Jeter in baseball wearing that Yankees uniform. There's something special about being able to be a city's 
person. You mentioned some of the deals that, that or at least one deal in Joe Thomas that didn't get done as they're creeping to that deadline. And Aditi, I can't even imagine what the truck was actually filled like from a Vernon Davis family perspective. Coming up, something tells me that Vernon Davis wasn't the person who was actually doing the packing when he was going from the Niners to Denver. <laughs> we will hear your conversation with Vernon Davis coming up next on the NFL Explained podcast. Coming up next, I'm Super Bowl champion Vernon Davis. I'm going to explain what it's like to trade it in the NFL. This podcast is sponsored by Kindrel. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side with their customers, they imagine things differently. By forging new strategic partnerships, they unlock new possibilities, creating a world powered by healthy digital systems alive with opportunity, oxygen to innovation, and energy to change the world. Kindrel, the heart of progress. You want the confidence of knowing that the people, places, and things that matter to you are protected. At Kida, they're bringing you that confidence in smarter ways than ever before. Introducing the Kida Smoke and Carbon Monoxide Alarm with smart features. The alarm connects with the Kida app to bring real-time information on potential issues and alarm status right to your fingertips. It alerts you to both smoke and carbon monoxide using a single alarm and includes features like 10-year battery backup for peace of mind, whole home alarm activation, so when any alarm goes off, all alarms will sound and send a mobile notification, and the convenience of voice control capabilities. The Kida Smoke and Carbon Monoxide Alarm with smart features is just the latest innovation from a trusted fire safety leader for more than 100 years. Explore Kida today and take control of a safer home. Visit kidda.com slash safer home today to learn more. That's K-I-D-D-E dot com slash safer home today. We are here with my old friend and a 14-year veteran of the NFL, Vernon Davis, who played for three teams, who has won a Super Bowl, who is now poised to win an Academy Award. He is a seasoned actor And I'm thinking that playing for multiple different teams and having to be a different person for different teams kind of prepped you for this life as an actor, Vernon. Yeah, I mean, it's um, I feel like everything that you go through in life always prepares you for the next moment, whatever that is going to be. And in this case, it's been football. Football has been my journey. It's been my life. It's been everything. And I learned some valuable lessons throughout the journey. Okay, so we want to talk to you about one very, very specific moment in that football journey. You, my friend, the day before the trade deadline in 2015, somehow find out that the longest tenured player on the San Francisco 49ers, you, were going to leave town. And what I read is that you were actually very, very surprised by this. So can you tell us, were there any inklings at all? Why were you so surprised? And how did you find out? So let me tell you. So this is how I went down. Let me take you back. <laughs> okay. 2015, right? So we, we just finished a game. I believe, I, yes, no, I vividly remember. We were playing the St. Louis Rams, the old Rams, when they were playing in St. Louis. So we just finished that game. And I believe I led the team in receptions that day. So go home, get up that next morning. I see my phone. I got a text from Trent Balk, the general manager of the San Francisco 49ers. He said, Vern, when you get this, come in and see me. 
So automatically, I already knew what it was because I heard stories about me going to another team and this and that, but I wasn't quite sure. So I go in, I sit down in front of him. I was like, I sit in front of him. I take a deep breath. <sighs> Am I being traded? He looked at me and I looked at him. He said, yes. At that moment, let me tell you, I felt like everything was spinning so fast. I saw my whole entire career with the San Francisco 49ers just go by so fast. And it was very, very heartbreaking to hear that I was being traded. It's like one of those things, like when the team that you've been playing with for so long, they want to get rid of you. That's that's how you feel. They just want to get rid of you. They don't want you no more. And um, it's only right to feel that way because I'm a human being. I mean, we're humans and humans have feelings. We have emotions. But I sat there and we kind of went through some of the teams that were interested in me. And the Denver Broncos came up at the time. And uh, I was like, okay, I guess I'll be going to Denver, right? <laughs> and, you know, I had done my research after that meeting and you're just kind of looking at the teams. And to me, I felt like Denver had a great chance of winning a Super Bowl. And as we all know, I was right about that. <laughs> I ended up winning a Super Bowl here in 2016 back in Levi's Stadium where I, where I uh, <laughs> was sent out of. <laughs> Wait, but okay, so Vernon, take me back then. So when Trent Balky called you in, he was saying, we do need to move on from you, but he didn't already have a trade partner. He allowed you to have some say in where he sent you. Well, he had like three teams that he was showing me and he, it was like, it was kind of weird. I, you know, I, in my opinion, from what I've heard, you know, when guys get traded, they go and you don't really have any say. So in this case, it was almost as if I had an opportunity to pick what team I wanted to go play with. You think that was out of respect for the 10 years you'd given the 49ers? I think that's probably out of respect. You, you know what I mean? He was, they were being, they wanted to be uh, kind and, and, you know, just kind of, you know, part ways and good spirits. Well, can you tell us who the other two were? Gosh, who was it? I think one team was Miami and another team, gosh, I can't remember because it happened so fast. But I know it was Miami and it was Denver. Those are the two teams that I remember. Did you ask him why? Did you say, I've given you 10 years of my life. I just caught more balls than anybody else. I said, Why? I said, what was your, what's the decision on this? What? He's like, we just feel like we want to go in another direction. That's all he said. He kept it short and sweet. Feel like we want to go in another direction. All right. That just feels and like I, a guy saying to me, that, it's not you, it's me. When he said that, I had this little tip just falling from my right eye. Like this, <laughs> and it landed in my right hand. <laughs> oh, who did you call? Who did you call first? You walked out of Trent Balky's office. Who'd you call first? At the time, I called my kid's mom, and then I called my grandmother. I called my brother. Um, yeah, and I was just letting them know, hey, I'm moving on. I'm being traded. And that's how it all went down. And then how many days after that conversation did you find out you were actually going to Denver? I knew right away that I was going to Denver. Oh, okay. So you had the meeting. He said, who do you like? You said Denver. And he said, okay, it's going to be Denver. Yeah, he was kind of, he was saying, who do I like? But he was kind of pushing, really pushing Denver on it. Because they were, they, John Elway was, you know, he was really, he was very interested in, in bringing me in. So it was almost as if that was the team, you know, it was, that was the team. It made sense for, for me, it made sense for everyone. I mean, I, I guess it just worked out that way. Okay. So how quickly before you got on a plane to go to Denver and what were the, like, did you stay home and pack, help pack up your house or did you say, see ya? Let me tell you something. They wanted me to get on the plane right then and there, that day. They want, But I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I can't get on the plane right now. Let me go home. I got kids. I talked to my family. And I'll come the next day, the next night. So I went that very next day. Wait a minute. So when you go home and you tell your then partner, 
the mother of your children. All right, I'm leaving. See you. And she has to pack up the kids and find a new school and find a new place to live. Or did you decide we're so, just going to stay? So it, was, it, it was a crazy situation. But this normally doesn't happen, but it happened for me because she didn't want to leave my side. So what we did, which is crazy, <laughs> we sat there, we talked about it. And she's like, no, I'm going with you. We're going to put the kids in Mile High Academy. <laughs> <laughs> She's, she's like, she's like. I heard it's a great school. We're gonna live in Lone Tree. We're gonna put the kids there. And when I left, she came a week later. And next thing you know, the kids were enrolled in Mile High Academy. She did the whole thing. She packed up the whole household and moved with two kids. And packed up the whole house. Wow. I, I hope that she shipped the car, and I ended up buying a pickup truck. <laughs> well, I hope you appreciated that because no one likes moving. Tell yeah. me about the transition. When you are learning a new scheme, I mean, you've been on Dancing with the Stars. Is it kind of like learning a new dance or is it totally? <laughs> or is it for everybody who can't see right now, Vernon is showing us some fancy dance moves. What was the process of picking up? I mean, you don't have an off season with this new team. You don't know your new teammates. You just plopped into a new locker room. Did you even know anybody? It's a tough situation. You know what? Actually, when I walked in the locker room, I probably knew half of the team. Oh, you did. But it doesn't always work that way because I played for so long. You know, I played for 10 years. And by that time, you've seen just about everybody. So I walked in. I knew half of the team. And uh, everyone knew me. And they were welcoming me. Uh, Peyton Manning called me right away. He said, oh, burn, 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 burn. Want to come, wanna come and see me when you get here, boy? Want to come see me? I'll be in the training room. Come see me. I said, <laughs> I, said, I, <laughs> I said, all right, Peyton, I'll be there. I'll come see you as soon as I get in, buddy. So, uh, but yeah, I get there and... Next thing you know, I don't know, I don't know anything about Denver. You know, I don't know about the snow there, but it didn't take long for me to find out about the snow. You know, three days there, I'm driving and it starts snowing. It's coming down hard too. And the next day, you know, I got ice all over my window. I'm, I'm out there scraping. I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I had to go to my neighbor's door. I, I knocked on the door. Do you have a scraper? I just moved here and I got ice all stuck on my window. Can't get it out. And I, yeah, I had to go to practice. <laughs> I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling. So I stayed in the hotel for about, uh, ended up staying in the hotel for about a week. And then I found something. I rented a house there in Lone Tree. But it was tough. And then, you know, being in Denver, I had to go through the the climate change. I had my right. nose, I had nosebleed for maybe an entire month. Right. And well, what about the playbook? Was that really difficult to pick up? Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you something, girl. Yes, that was extremely <laughs> hard. I, I didn't think about it. Before I arrived at Denver, I didn't think about it. I said, Normally, for an offensive player to really grasp a playbook and, and get it to like where you know it, like the back of your hand, it takes months. It takes months. It takes up an offseason, OTAs, offseason training. It takes training camp. So basically, it takes from April, from the time you arrive, all the way up into summer camp to really know that playbook the way you need to know it. So that's April, May, June, July. That's like two, three months. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm getting the headway through, so I need at least two months to digest this playbook to get it the way I know it, you know? Especially in an intricate system like Peyton Manning, because, you know, Peyton, he, he has his stuff that he likes to do, and it comes with him. I mean, everything that he's running, he's been running for years, and, you know, he's like a general. When it comes to the, those meetings, he, he pretty much takes over. The offensive coordinator sits down. And he's up there. He's the offense coordinator. He's the most impressive quarterback I've ever seen. So let's put this in perspective because Zach Ertz was just traded. He scored a touchdown with the Eagles. 
He gets traded, and the very next week, he scores a touchdown for his new team, the Arizona Cardinals. And the ball in his gloves are going to the Hall of Fame because that never happened. From what you're saying, you don't feel that that's really that surprising, that that's never happened. That is wild to me. Yeah, that was crazy. It, don't, it, it never really happens like that. Because it is that much of an adjustment. What about within the locker room? Like, was it hard to get to know? You said you knew guys, but like to feel like family, did it take a while or did you feel like, all right? Yeah, about a month. Okay. Let me tell you, it's a lot of pressure riding. I mean, from learning the playbook, getting the playbook to getting acclimated and cultivating relationships with your team, your new teammates. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot for a guy to take on, but sometimes it can be worth it. Like from, in my case, winning a championship with the Denver Broncos, it was definitely well worth it. But yeah. When you look back now, you said that you cried when Trent Balky first said that they were moving on. How long did it take before you kind of got over that? Are you still mad at him? No, no, I don't hold grudges. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I, you know, I understand the nature of the business and I know that things don't last. You know, they... You know, everything, especially opportunities like playing in the NFL. I mean, you're not going to always be on the same team. You're going to go on and, you know, maybe maybe you get traded. Maybe your your career ends. Something is going to end. Everything has an expiration date. So, you know, I just, it took me a little bit of time. Maybe after like a week, I was kind of over it. And I was like, it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's time for me to move on. If you're mentoring a young guy right now and he gets traded, what's your advice to him? First thing you do when you get there, make sure you get everything that you need especially the playbook. Make sure you get that right away. Start digesting that playbook as much as you possibly can because that's always the toughest part is being able to really feel comfortable in a system, a different system, something you've never been in or seen before. So just make sure you find a, you know, some com- somewhere comfortable to live and um, just enjoy it. That's, that's pretty much the only thing um, that I can think of, you know, something I would even tell myself. Just continue to be happy, be smile, make new friends, make new teammates. And do everything you've been doing and be the best you can be. But what about inside football here? Who's the one person in the building you need to make friends with right away? If you're a tight end or a wide receiver, the first person you need to go to before you hit on that, get on that plane, you better get the quarterback's number. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's fair. You better get that quarterback's number, buddy. I'm trying to tell you. Yes. Yes. Make sure. Uh, Now, defensively, I think just being a, just, they're going to, they're going to reach out to you anyway. The general manager, the, the the president of the organization, they, I mean, they started texting me right away. Vernon, Vernon, we're excited to get you, bud. Can't wait to get you here. They make it, you know, they go out their way to make sure they reach out to you. All right. Super last one. We've seen these elevated different practice squads now. The rules have been different the last few years and teams keep picking up players that have played on another team. When you were in Washington, did you have any qualms talking about what Denver or San Francisco did? Would you ever reveal what you knew about a previous team to your new team? <laughs> you know, just, you know, just little things like how do certain players play against certain positions? Like, you know, they might ask, we play Denver at Von Miller. We got to go against Von Miller. Coach might come up to me and say, how, wh- what do we need to know about Von Miller on this particular play? I said, you might want to go inside because once the running back, if he's going this way, Von's going to jump outside. He's going to turn his butt out and he's going to press with his right hand. So we have a chance to get that tight end on his upfield shoulder and just kind of just drive him, <laughs> you know. So little, little, <laughs> little things like little things, uh, little things. But um, that's about it. But yeah, and, and you know, I think that's the nature of this game. That's what makes this game what it is, right? Because guys come from different teams, and now they're able to give us information. Now it's up to that team to be 
really creative and not give out what they're doing, you know, so they don't give their plays and their scheme away. But I think for the most part, teams are really good like that. I know when I was playing with Washington before I retired, when, you know, with Kirk Cousins, we would make sure we change up our signals from time to time. You know what I mean? So the guys couldn't figure us out. So uh, we're really good about that. Awesome. Great. Well, Vernon, I so, so appreciate this time, especially coming straight off of plane from Rome. And like you said, it's all worked out. You got the ring. You got another few years in a fun city and you got prepped for a new career. Yes. Vernon Davis, you're the best. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Good to see you. Phew is all I have to say, Mike, after listening to Vernon Davis. Thank goodness your rap sheet tweet was fake because I'm not quite sure I could pack up this family and move across country and learn a new offense and do it all in 18 hours. Yeah. And I think it does scream to what Bill Belichick was talking about, as we made reference to earlier in the show, about how complicated sometimes these moves can be from a player's perspective, but really telling and very appreciative of Vernon giving us some time and really explaining what it's actually like for a player to be dealt at that trade deadline. I know you and I both love hearing from a lot of people that are listening to the show. We will do a mailbag episode at some point. So if you have some questions about the NFL that you want answers to, at Mike underscore Yam, at a Kinkabwala. I am keeping a running tab, Aditi, of a lot of these questions, and I promise we will get to them at a later episode. But wherever you get your podcast, make sure you follow the NFL Explained podcast. Uh, not to mention, we always love to hear what you think. You can give us a rating and a review. And that, Mike, is the NFL trade deadline explained. Brought to you by Upwork where you can build the team that will build your business. Learn more at Upwork.com. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. 
until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.